Welcome everybody back to the Nuggets of Gold podcasting YouTube channel. Today we are going to be talking pretty much exclusively about the quarterback position and really about Trey Lance. Now, if you guys haven't really been filled in with 49er news, he has been on an absolute tear back-to-back practices with only a single incompletion. Um, dude looks like a monster. D'Amico Ryan's talked about him running the football, says he is lethal in that department. Um, Fred Warner said that he's a top five player on this offense already. And we have got to see some amazing throws from him. I believe it was to Trent Sherfield was the one that he threw the other day where he's he's backing up, throws off his back foot, pretty much a 50-yard bomb down the sideline where two defenders are closing in. And he basically gets it right over the shoulder of Trent Sherfield for about a 50-yard gain. Uh, and, and he's been spectacular. Um, and then on the other side, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo has been atrocious or anything like that. But it it look, it seems pretty clear that he's been outperformed at this point by Trey Lance. So, Aiden, before we kind of get into this question, I just want to ask you, where do you stand with Trey Lance right now? Because this is our first time that we've talked since training camp has started and you know since the 49ers have put their pads on as well. Yeah, I think that you really hit it right on the head. Um, The way that I'm taking it is Jimmy has looked maybe the best that he has in in, in any 49ers training camp, um, and Trey Lance looks substantially better. So that's crazy for a guy who played one year of of college, came in as the number three pick, and is coming out and lighting, albeit the the twos – they they don't belong on on the same field. I saw a tweet kind of phrased like that, which is crazy to think about for this twenty one year old rookie. Um, but yeah, I think you you hit it right on the head. Lots of read option stuff, which which I think is pretty interesting. Um, and you and I had had talked probably a month ago. Now we were like, eh, I don't know if Jimmy's going to start week one. I think I was a little bit warmer to it than than you were. Um, but I think that seems more and more likely with with each passing day. Uh, which is not something that either of us really expected. Yeah, and that kind of leads into the, you know our question for this segment is, is Trey Lance going to be the week one starter? Is that what we're expecting? And at this point, I, I, I said before the, the training camp started, and, and you know I've been really high on Trey Lance coming out, but I didn't think that he was going to be the week one starter. I thought it'd be Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, and I, I didn't really think Trey Lance would start at all this year. I thought, I, I've always thought that the plan has been you bring Trey Lance in the building, he sits under Garoppolo for a full season and then comes out in 2022 and, and he's the starter then. It really doesn't feel like that's going to be the case at all. Not only that Jimmy's going to start the whole year because that seems almost like – it does. I would not expect that in, in any capacity at this point where he's going to be that full year-long starter. But it also is becoming more and more likely, like you said, that Trey Lance rolls out week one and, and that he's the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you have reports that are this high – He's getting more praise than any of the other rookie quarterbacks. Yes, more than Trevor Lawrence. Um, Justin Fields has looked amazing, and he's got more you know more praise than him. Mac Jones has not had a, the, the best camp reports. I do know that Zach Wilson threw like some deep balls where he sat in the pocket for like 15 seconds, but definitely not the the reports that you know have they haven't been as positive out of the Jets camp. But these Trey Lance reports are insane. Um, Benjamin Altright basically said that someone's calling, like people are calling him Patrick Mahomes, you know, the second, Patrick Mahomes 2.0. Um, and I forgot who it was. I think it was on, in John Middlecoff's show. He said that someone said, it might not have been him. It might have been someone else. But someone had said that he believes that Trey Lance, if he rolls out week one, will be a top 10 quarterback at that time. I'm not saying I believe that, but the but like, 
how much positivity has been surrounding Trey Lance is what needs to be pointed out. And this is something I wouldn't have expected early on. Uh, some of the big takeaways are his motion looks way different. And one of the, one of the biggest issues with him coming out, um, and I thought he would be able to fix it up with quite a bit, is his motion was pretty long, took a long time to get the ball out, especially on deep throws. And he would use his whole body, which is, which is great, but it wasn't a very compact motion. Well, he's worked with who I think is the greatest quarterback coach in the world in Jordan Palmer. And his motion is way faster and it's really compact where he used to kind of elongate it and it'd be like out wide. It's right here. It's, it's a lot of torque. He's, you know, he's getting the ball quick. And also if you see the drills that they have been doing, it's so many RPO based things where it's RPO, get the ball out quick on a quick slant. And it's really like all these drills are tailor made to keep improving his motion and keep speeding it up. So that is probably the biggest takeaway so far. Along with that, um, Aiden, you, you told me there's a really funny quote about this, so I'll, I'll make sure to have you come back to it. But Trey Lance has been on the iPad. You know, he's been studying the most out of any player. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did say something pretty funny about that. Um, but you definitely see the understanding of the offense also early on because he's a guy where – and this was one of my favorite things about him. He's a very intelligent person. And you just hear him talk a little bit. You could tell he really gets it. And even at North Dakota State, he would call the adjustments, do all that stuff. He's basically stepped into the 49ers offense, and this is training camp, but he has done all those things pretty much exactly how he did at North Dakota. So really, really impressed on those two fronts. But, and you want to you wanna bring up Kyle's quote and then also just how are you feeling about the motion? How are you feeling about you know his ability to make these adjustments at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, so Kyle, um, for those of you that, that, that don't know, the 49ers track how many hours players look at um, stuff on the iPads. Uh, that our team issued um, and Trey Lance has has spent the most time this was reported by by Peter King um, and then Kyle obviously is going to get asked about it and he says something um, I, I just pulled up the quote um, I, I also know how electronics work you can press play and watch a movie and act like it was on for eight hours so I think it's so interesting that Kyle is the only dude saying it's not negative stuff but he's like pump the brakes a little bit um, which I think is is fair. We we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and expect a a, a Patrick Mahomes like season from from this guy. He is going to be a a rookie even if he does start week one. I'm not even if he starts week one. That's to say that he's going to be a top ten quarterback. Um, seems a little bit rich, but um, I guess we will wait and and see. Um, Matt is is the former quarterback, so I think he can speak a little bit better about the throwing motion. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about is seeing how, how this dude can use his, his legs to really open up this Niners offense to something that we haven't seen. Kyle is a guy who, if he has a guy with the tools, um, is fine running the quarterback. RG3 during his rookie year probably ran like 120 times for 800 yards. Um, and I don't think that's outlandish to say that Trey Lance could better both of those numbers. He's a more physical guy. Um, a, a, a bigger guy who um, I think is going to get a lot of red zone carries and just opens up stuff and gives gives Kyle just another toy to play with when he's he's already so good with with the stuff that he already has. Um, I think it's so exciting and really like like we mentioned earlier makes this 49ers offense potential really limitless. Yeah, I definitely think there's a there's a strong case that he is the the starter week one just because like you're talking about. He brings so much more to the table um, than Jimmy Garoppolo does. 
Um, but that kind of that kind of brings us to our next question, um, and, and that'll do it for the the Trey Lance should he start or should he not type of stuff. Um, we're going to get into Trey Lance again here later in this podcast, but is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be traded this season? My short answer is no, I don't believe he will. Uh, we just talked about is is Trey Lance going to start week one, and I think there's a, a much better chance than we originally thought going into this year that that's going to be the case. But even if that's the case, I would not expect the 49ers to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. One, there's not a ton of teams that are in the market. I think there's really three teams you can bring up. I think it would be the Colts, the Texans, and the football team. Seems like the football team's pretty happy with Fitz and what they got there. Um, the Colts are in a weird spot. I think they might be the most likely, and the Texans could potentially move on from Deshaun Watson. I would think that the Texans would be a much more likely option going into the, uh, next year, like in next year's offseason if Jimmy was moved. But I don't think the 49ers want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo right now. We have seen how horrid their backup quarterback play has been. And if he's your backup quarterback, yes, you're paying your backup quarterback a ton of money if that's the case. But if he is the backup quarterback, then I think there's a very good chance that you know you don't have that massive fall off if Trey Lance was to go down if he is that starter, um, and that's even that's ju- even just assuming that Trey Lance is a starter and not Jimmy Garoppolo. But I would fully expect them to hang on to him um, at least through this season. But Aiden, do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded, or do you think he's a 49er all throughout this year? I think he's a 49er for for this year, unless a team like like the Texans does something completely off off the wall and offers their first round pick. I think you say yes to that, obviously. Um, and really, if, if any team throws you a first-round pick, I really think you have to think about it. But like like you said, we saw the backup quarterback play last year, um, and it was not awesome, to say the least. Uh, and I think that the Niners have, have realized having a, a competent backup is super-duper important, just like it is important to have backups at every position on the field. Quarterback isn't one that you normally think hey, I probably need a competent backup quarterback. Um, I don't think Rosen or Nate Sudfeld is 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 that guy that we're going to roll out and feel pretty good about us winning. Jimmy's a guy who can do that. Jed York has already said, yeah, I'm fine paying the the contract. Um, and he's and he's well-liked by the players. If it was a, a issue where he wasn't getting along with somebody, maybe you ship him out to help locker room morale, but everybody loves having having him around. He's friends with with Trey. Um, they have an interesting relationship, and I think both of them have handled this not easy situation really, really well. It's a little bit different than the passive-aggressive Joe Montana-Steve Young um, relationship from, from years past, um, but I, I would be very surprised um, if Lance, if if Jimmy is not on on the roster throughout this year, because I don't expect anyone to really overpay, um, and there's no reason to get 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 rid of a guy when he's really causing no no issues. So I feel, I mean I feel pretty much the same way. I don't think that he's going to get moved. I think that there's a lot of people out there, uh, especially listening right now, that probably expect him to be moved. Um, and if you do, like, comment, let us know what you think, because I would love to hear, like, where you guys are, are at on that, like, what kind of value you would get back from, what teams are options. Um, I do think those are, like, three teams that are pretty clear, and I don't know if there's many other teams in, in play. Um, I think that if they were to move him, and I texted you this earlier, Aiden, they probably would have signed Andy Dalton in the offseason and then moved him at the same, pretty much at the same exact moment. 
but they didn't. Um, so I don't think he will. But if he was, what would you expect to be the return for him? And then do you think those three teams that I brought up are the most likely destinations? I think if he's going to get traded, I don't think the Niners do it for less than a second. Um, I think they traded a second to get him. They'd want a second back. Um, and I would, I mean, I think those, those three teams are, um, I, I'd probably say the Texans are one Colts are two, um, football team three. Um, but I mean, the Texans want to be bad. I think, I think that they, this is the first time that they've had their own pick in two, three years. Um, and I think that they're excited to finally make that pick after the Laramie Tunsil trade and, um, making some poor um, personnel decisions uh, and a new regime. They are former Patriots staffers, uh, so that's something to at least keep in mind. I think Casario is a guy who had, who's, who's the Texans GM, um, had a major hand in drafting Jimmy, so that's definitely possible, but um, I don't, there's, there's, unless a quarterback goes down, similar to the Colts, um, I, I would be very surprised if he's moved because no team's going to panic. Like the Colts have plenty of other options. I think that they'd feel okay trotting out Eason or um, I don't even know if Brissett is still on there at their team. Um, it'd be it'd be Ellinger. God, okay, maybe maybe <laughs> they're a little bit higher than I'm thinking, um, but. I I I would say he's not going to go for less than a second, and, and nobody's going to offer a a second. I would be surprised, pleasantly surprised. But. That that's why I think he won't be moved either. Because you look at it and you go, okay, what's the value to the 49ers to have this quarterback? They have a championship caliber roster. That is that is very clear to me. Does that necessarily mean they're going to even be a playoff team? No, we learned last year that that does not guarantee that. You can have any amount of injuries that can derail that. But heading into this year, they are one of the top rosters in the league, When you don't, especially when you don't count the quarterback position, just because there are some question marks. Um, finally, some good question marks at it, but there are some question marks for the quarterback position. But you look at the roster, the roster is ready to go. And if you were to get into a situation where you had to go with a backup quarterback, this year would be the first year under Kyle Shanahan where that wouldn't be, you know, a disaster mode where you could still win with your backup quarterback because they've won. Well, one of the guys they went to the Super Bowl with, the other guy was the third overall pick. So you would hope that they're pretty confident in both of those guys, you know, with the team with both those guys. Um, so I think you're pretty spot on when you're talking about what's it worth the 49ers to keep him. If they move him for a third and then they like get into a situation where, oh no, like, we don't have a backup quarterback. Well, then the season's over, and then it wasn't worth trading away him for a third. Now, a second, you can land a, a marquee player. It, it, okay, of course you can land a marquee player with a, a third-round pick, but it is much more likely that you hit on that second-round pick. So that's why I think that it that's probably like the bare minimum that they would want back for him. And I just I don't think a team's going to offer that, especially now. Like Most of those deals are in the offseason or maybe trade deadline time, so that would – probably mean that Jimmy's been starting or at least has started some games early on but I think you're right I think that the price is a second round pick and I would not expect another team to to go out and, and send that um but I, I think that kind of does it with this Jimmy Garoppolo talk I think it's a weird spot for him especially because 
he could easily start. We could be wrong on this, and he could start. He could play the whole year, um, or he could start for a little bit and get traded. But if he doesn't start, it's a really weird spot for him and the 49ers because he's making, what is it, 25 to $28 million this year, somewhere in that range. And he's going to take a big cap hit, you know, getting paid a lot. And if he doesn't see the field making that much money, it's going to be really interesting because you just don't see that much in football. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. But anything else you wanted to add on the Jimmy Garoppolo front, Aiden? Yeah, I think the most likely time for him to get traded would be after week two. The Niners have the largest spread in, in the league in, in week one. We play the the Lions. I think most people expect the 49ers to beat the Lions and look good doing it. So if Jimmy comes out and destroys the Lions, plays an awesome game, goes out, beats the Eagles, um, and looks good doing it, um, and say the 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 football team loses their, their first two games and Fitzpatrick doesn't look that good, they might look to their roster and say, hey, we have the components of a team that could make the playoffs and do some damage. We're just missing the quarterback. I, I could see a team like that being like, fine, we'll pay the second round pick. We'll pay the first round pick. Um, and I think that that's the most likely time for it to happen. Um, but it, it, it does take a lot of things to go right. Jimmy needs to be the starter. He needs to play well. A team needs to not, not do well. Um, so I don't think that that's likely to happen at all. But I think that that's possible and something to at least keep in mind. So yeah, let's uh, let's move on to how Trey Lance is going to affect this offense and not really affect, but transcend this offense. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they utilize him. Now, what we've seen early on in training camp is they are running the ball a lot with him. They're using a lot of RPOs. They're lo- using a lot of play actions. I think we're going to see this offense mold into a a you know very very heavy heavy run team um and that's that's always been expected after this pick they're also a team that is going to take a lot of deep shots down the field which was a question mark heading into the draft and stuff when you talked about Trey Lance's okay well what about throwing the ball deep and you saw some spectacular throws on his on his tape where he's hitting guys double triple covered and you know at the back pylon of the of the end zone where he's just throwing absolute dimes but then you also see some where he completely air ball air mails the ball and it goes, you know, deep into the sideline. It's not even close. But I think that we've seen a, a, an improvement in the in throwing the ball deep. And this is a team where there's two wide receivers here, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Both of them can stretch the field. I know we didn't see that from Debo that much last season, but you also have to consider that he was nursing a pretty serious hamstring issue. Um, and he was not moving at the speed that he was no- was normally moving at in his rookie year. Like his sprint speeds were way lower, um, and he wasn't running nearly as fast. And, and it makes sense that that's what happens when you have a hamstring injury. You're you're hampered in that in that mode. Um, so I think there is two guys that can legitimately stretch the field. Uh, we saw Brandon's, Brandon Ayuk's ability to get open in pretty much any single area of the field, and we've seen that Debo, if he gets into the open field, you know, one on one with the safety, or it's you know him against another guy. He's probably going to win that battle in the, in the physical department. So I think that we're going to see a, an offense where it's we're going to run the ball maybe second most in the league to the Baltimore Ravens, and we're going to take shot after shot after shot down the field. You see how much play action plays a role in this. You see you know, they're going to be using a lot of quick passes at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be – I think it's going to look – 
I don't know. Who, who do you think it's going to look like most? Because I think it's going to be really different from than most of the offenses we've seen, not only with the 49ers, but just really throughout the NFL. So what are you kind of expecting this offense to look like? And, and what do you like seeing the breakdown? Do you think it's going to be this heavy run scheme with a lot of play actions, you know, slants, bubbles, and then just deep shots down the field? Or do you think it's going to be a more balanced attack? Um, I think they're, they're going to use the run to build up the, the throw. This Ravens team two two years ago, when they took the league by by storm and they broke the rushing record and they had like five guys with over five hundred yards, um, Lamar led led the league in touchdown passes that that same year. Um, so that's a great example of of how being able to run it down people's throat brings the safeties in, and that's when you beat them deep. That's that's when you get the the long touchdowns um, and Lance. I think is probably the best deep ball thrower in this class, him or Zach Wilson. Um, and I mean, it, it, it fits what he wants to do really, really well. I think you're going to see a guy like, like Debo be the third or fourth leading rusher on, on this team. Um, I think a bunch of different guys are, are, are going to get a lot of different carries because they each bring something a little bit different. You got a guy like Mostert who's straight speed, Sermon's a little more patient, not not quite as fast, but a little bit more more power. Debo is really just an athlete who can do really anything out there. Um, and a guy like Elijah Mitchell, if he if he makes the roster, even brings something different. And then there's there's the guy who will be on the field every time, which we both hope is is going to be Trey Lance, um, who I think regardless of whether he he starts or not, they're going to have a specific red zone package for him that will be put out I would say 90% of games um and I think that he's going to be on the field every single game at least in in some capacity whether he's used as a decoy um he's he's too good not to play but even even he brings something in in the rushing department that is different than what the Ravens had with with Lamar Lamar's much more of a speed guy I would say what I'm expecting is a, a mixture of that Panthers when when they had Cam, some Ravens with the running so many different people. Um, but I'm so I mean this this just allows Kyle to be to do really what what he was born to do is is to de- design an offense that's not limited by anything. Lance can throw the ball, he can run the ball. He has four different running backs if if you count Debo who can do pretty much anything that that, that he wants to do. Um, running the ball, throwing the ball. You got two solid receivers um, and potentially a third because Mohamed Sanu is apparently back to Falcons form. Um, he was a guy that we hadn't really, really touched on as that number three receiver spot. Um, but he's looked awesome during camp. And to top it all off, you got the best tight end in the league and in an offensive line who I think everybody would probably agree is top five, top 10, definitely top 10, probably top five. In, in the entire league, one of the best tackles. Um, I'm so excited to watch this this Niners offense work, and I think it's going to be it's it's going to pull from a, from a bunch of different places, but create something that this league really has never seen before. I completely agree. Um, I really like the two teams that you brought up when you're talking about the Panthers with Cam when he was younger and you know able to really like throw throw with a lot of velocity because they would take the top off of the defense and they would throw bombs. And then also you saw all that, that power running scheme. And then you brought up how in the, the Ravens offense, it's a lot more speed. I mean, Lamar Jackson, his, his running style is not similar to Trey Lance's really at all. Uh, Lamar's more of a, a guy that goes and makes 
everybody on the defense miss him, and, and then he'll take to the house. Uh, where Trey Lance is just going to go right to the, the middle of the defense, run over a linebacker, run over a safety, and take to the house. So a little bit different styles there, but both very productive. Um, I will add one team that I think the offense will resemble a little bit. And, and this is also like, remember, Kyle Shanahan is going to keep, you know, the core of his offense. And we're not trying to say that, but really like what's going to be added to this offense, I think is that's what's exciting is it's you're not getting rid of the Kyle Shanahan offense. No, you're keeping the Kyle Shanahan offense and you're adding wrinkles of what other teams have done that's been successful, which is really just what NFL you know, schemes are. That's really all it is. That's what it's been for the entirety of the NFL and entirety of the sport of football. But one other team that I think that you could bring up would be the Eagles when when Carson Wentz was at his best and when they had Alshon and when they were running all of those RPO-type plays because they were doing so well with that. And a lot of the reason they were able to do so well is because that was when they were running the ball pretty effectively. If you remember the, the Super Bowl run, they were they were running the ball over a lot of teams. And, and that was what, you know, allowed them to get to the Super Bowl. They had a good defense. And the RPOs were just a nightmare for defenses. So, and we brought this up in a, a past segment, but they're, they've been running a lot of RPOs in practice. And if you start using RPOs like that, if you have Debo on a slant and you run an RPO and the linebacker steps in because he thinks Trey Sermon's about to go up the gut and you hit Debo on that slant, Debo is one-on-one with the safety. We've seen what he's done to safeties in the past. He has really just decimated them, um, and it's been, it's been brutal if you're a safety and, and Debo's you know running right at you. So it's really exciting. It, this is going to be the most dynamic offense I think that we've seen with Kyle Shanahan. Maybe not this first year either. It might take a couple seasons, and you know that should be expected. I know that everyone, including us, is freaking out about how great Trey Lance has been, but he's still a rookie. There's still going to be mistakes. There's still going to be you know early. It, say he starts early on the season. There will be one in that first month of the throw where you, everyone's like, dude, what is he doing? He threw that right to, well, I mean, we've seen Jimmy do it with the linebackers quite a bit, so it might look like that. But, you know, it's gonna. It, there's going to be some head-scratching moments early on. Um, I will say the one thing I'm a little bit worried about is wear on tear with that, you know, physical running style because we saw how that took a toll on Cam Newton. And I was, when you were talking, before, when you were kind of talking about it, one of the questions I was going to ask you is how many rushing attempts will we see from Trey Lance? And I was initially thinking over a hundred and I hope that's not the case. I hope you only see a handful of, of rushing attempts from him. And I hope it's more of him extending the plays and then more of just keeping the defense honest because it has taken a toll on a lot of rushing quarterbacks. So I am a little bit concerned about that. I also don't want them to just not let him run the football because that is one of his biggest strengths. And I think that's what we're going to see from him early on. I think that's what we're going to see in the red zone. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, really? You're going to draft a quarterback three and then use him like Taysom Hill? He'll never be used like Taysom Hill. He'll be used like Trey Lance, who's a lot better than Taysom Hill is and you know, or ever will be. Um, so I think this is going to be by far the most dynamic offense we've seen with Kyle Shanahan. And I don't think you're going to see the volume that the Ravens ran Lamar with or that the Panthers ran Cam with, but I do think that you'll see the effectiveness of that, you know, in, in full effect where, yeah, he might only run three, the, the ball three times, you know, have three design runs on read options a game, but one of those he might take for 20 yards. One of those might be at midfield. He might take it to the house. Like that's where I think it'll come in play. And what we've seen is the 49ers run to love to run the football over and over and over again. 
and you keep doing that, you keep doing that, and then eventually Trey just keeps one or, you know, George Kittle falls on the ground and then gets up and, and runs a huge post because we've seen him do that a few times and he's wide open down the field. I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff. And this offense really has a chance to bring in so many different, like have so many different ways of scoring that I just don't think that we've seen. And even on the Falcons team, because that offense was amazing. That is one of the best offenses in the history of the NFL. Like statistically it is. And this offense can do a lot more. Maybe, you know, they don't have a Julio Jones. We think Brandon Ayuk can maybe become close to that, but Julio Jones is, you know, one in a million. Now they do have George Kittle, so that kind of, you know, doesn't really make my point really clear. But it's going to be really cool to see what they add. And this offense, while it might not, you know, they might not be able to air out the ball as well as the, the Falcons did, they're going to be able to run the football and scare defenses into forcing guys in the box a lot more. Um, but anything else on, on this offense, Aiden? Uh, I actually disagree with you a little bit with how much I want Lance to run the ball. At the risk of sounding callous, like these players are people. Like you obviously don't want to risk injury at at all. Um, most quarterbacks that have gotten hurt, Cam is, is the guy that popped in my head immediately. Um, he did not get hurt running the ball. He got hurt getting sacked and it hurt his shoulder. And that's really the reason. Um, and Lance is also a guy who has only played one, one year of, of college and like, be honest with yourself. Would you rather have Cam's career with an MVP, a Super Bowl appearance, a Super Bowl appearance, or a guy like Philip Rivers where maybe like obviously super different tools, but Cam's peak Cam at, at his peak was the best player in the NFL um, won an MVP that, that 2015 camp season was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I mean, I, I, I lean towards let's, let's run him as much as we can. Obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, but like running backs don't, are lasting longer guys like Frank Gore, Frank Gore wants to play next year. He'll be 40. That's crazy. Um, Adrian Peterson, multiple major injuries still chugging along. I think that this idea that running backs are going to fall off at 30 um, is a little bit misguided. And they're also getting how many carries does Derrick Henry get a, a season? What, like 300? The dude is just chugging along. Um, so I would, I, I think 150 is probably a little bit high. I'd shoot for 125. Uh, RG3 got 120 during that, that rookie year. Um, I don't think he's going to hit a thousand rushing yards every season. Um, and I think that they're going to save it for the red zone more than anything else. Um, and I think based on situations, if it's third and one, you need that, that, that quarterback, regardless of where you are on the field, um, to be able to pose a rushing threat. Jimmy's not a guy that really did that, but I think Trey can, can do that. And, and I think that you brought up a really good point and this may not be the best that, that we ever see them. Um, we've, we've seen kind of these flash in the pan seasons specifically from the Ravens to two years ago, and then teams figure them out the, the following year. Um, they, I, I think it's more important to build the, the structure rather than reinvent the wheel with the read option and the Greg Roman. And, um, they obviously had success last year. They, they, they made the playoffs, but they weren't the juggernaut that they were the year before. Um, and, I mean, we saw that with the Kaepernick stuff, teams catch up. So I think to, to, to be able to build on what, what you have and rather than start something new, um, 
just make it impossible for make teams choose how they want to lose. Um, if if you want to stack the box and try to stop the run, fine. We will we'll beat you deep. If 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 you want to stop the the pass, we will take five yards of play and crush you down the field. Um, I'm just so excited to see what Kyle tries tries to do. Um, Trey Lance has been running the ball a lot during during training camp, which could be Kyle saying could could be Kyle being sneaky and being like we're gonna run him, and then they run him less. Um, but he's running. He's he's probably running once to every three passes, um, which is super duper interesting. And the volume is is similar to the Lamar. Um, Lamar has in in his three seasons. That first year, he he played in all sixteen games. He ran the ball one hundred fifty times during that MVP year, one seventy five, and last year one sixty. Um, I think that they have very different running styles. So Lamar is going to take less hits and going to get out of bounds. Uh, but I think 120, 125 would be perfect. That averages out to what somewhere around 10 and eight ish a game. Um, and if you save those for the red zone, hopefully we're getting to the red zone a lot. Um, I mean, the teams, teams ha- have to choose how, how they're going to lose. And that's how you build something sustainable um, going forward, which I think is really the most important thing. No, I think that's a great point. And also, anyone listening, if you guys think that the you know the four ers should keep it, because I would probably say I would be around like seventy to eighty carries a year. That would kind of be like my, my ballpark number. If you guys think that's more accurate of what we're gonna see, or you think Aiden's right, where it's gonna be you know around the one twenties, um, and I think it could easily be both. I, I definitely think that's a fair point. Also, something I didn't really bring up is we're talking about guys getting hurt. I thought it was excellent that you brought up how Cam Newton actually got hurt in the pocket. Um, and it's kind of like the awkward angles that you fall down on. Trey Lance is huge. There's a reason why Lamar has to slide, has to get down a lot more than some of these guys. Same thing with Russell Wilson, you know, like these smaller quarterbacks. Trey Lance is bigger than a lot of linebackers like Cam Newton was. And that's why they were able to do that with Cam. So I think that's a, a great point, but I think that's going to do it for today's episode. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, also, we're going to get some more reports on, you know, other guys coming into or out of training camp. You know, uh, Aiden, you mentioned Muhammad Sanu looks great. Um, Brandon Ayuk is looking like he might be a top receiver in the league, which I'm, I was hoping was going to be the case. And it's really starting to look like that. Um, but we'll, we'll get you guys posted on those guys after this episode today, but make sure to sub and make sure to follow us for, you know, 49ers content all season long.